Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. On 92.9 FM, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where Just rubbing up Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Morning, everybody. Happy Monday. See, we got a, uh, we got a, it's a big week for a lot of reasons, Jeffrey. It's uh, Elvis week. So happy Elvis week to everyone, uh, for all of those who choose to celebrate. Uh, it's Elvis week. Uh, it is golf week as the federal, as the FedEx St. Jude Championship is in town this week. And it is also the, First day of school week for uh, folks in Memphis, Shelby County, uh, Bartlett, Millington, Lakeland, Arlington. A lot of kids going to school today. If you shopped retail this weekend, you were aware it was back to school for a lot of people. So do you like back to school shopping? There are two schools of thought with back to school shopping. I, I don't mean the clothes shopping. I mean the, the you get the list of stuff. That you need the from, checklist, if you will. I mean the I mean the erasers and the the notepads and the the uh, pens and the uh, all that stuff uh, sharpeners and then there's always this stuff that you have to contribute to the class too. Like mm-hmm. usually, you know, three paper towels or seven rolls of this right. or that or whatever else. So, and some people, our man Charles Fishman in Washington D.C. They just love back-to-school shopping. I just hate it, back-to-school shopping. You have this list. You can't find the damn things on the list. Well, let's be clear, and I'm sure it will be the same way when if I'm ever in charge of back-to-school shopping. Yes. You and I don't exactly get out. We don't get in front of it. You won't be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you also won't be in charge of it. Yeah, I, would say that's, I, I, I would say that's extremely I, likely. I think it comes down to it's whether you're a game person or not. 
If yeah. you are, if you like, you're a practice player. If you like checking off lists mm-hmm. and really like filling in the boxes mm-hmm. and whatever else, then going to Office Depot or wherever mm-hmm. with your little list and finding the things and running around and checking them off is fun. Mm-hmm. If you hate that kind of thing, me, then it's torture. And I couldn't stand. I really liked the classes. There were occasional classes where the They'd supply everything, and you wrote them a. You gave them forty bucks. Yeah, I vastly preferred that. Yeah, it's also though like, I think it also comes down to: Are you a practice player or are you a gamer? Because if you're a gamer, let's be real, you're not all that much into practice. You're not getting out in front of this. Like you're, you're the one that's gonna go like, oh yeah, school starts Monday. Guess we better do this now. I don't think the. I don't. My recollection of the. It's different. Like if you're getting new shoes and new pants and new whatever, that's done the weekend, but that's done before. I, my recollection was you get the list the first day of school. And so then there becomes this scurrying around, you know, in that first week. But you'll, you haven't been through this yet to get as a parent anyway. So, uh, but yeah, there'll be lots of folks. Um, and, and fundamentally, Jeffrey, was the first day of school in your memory. First day of school... Fun? Miserable? Um, it's a little of both, right? You, there's excitement. You go back and you see your friends. You like that. and But summer's over. Yeah, but for also for me, though, it was always like it was kind of getting back into a different routine because basically I played competitive baseball, and so every summer was basically up to like the end of July or middle right. of the end of July. Then you do like your vacation, and then football started – and then that was actually good that school started because that meant put fo- an end to football two a day. Yeah, like and that meant like right. football was you were back. already back seeing your buddies Correct. on the football field. Correct. And so then you'd see like your friends that didn't play football, and like that was kind of fun and stuff. But the big thing was it like cut down on the amount of football practice, which I was see. always well, that, that. That makes sense. I, uh, I mean, I remember it with my kids, and I remember it, but I, I really remember butterflies. And the the worst one or the best one, the most butterfly one, was the year that I went from elementary school where you're in one class changing classes yeah to maybe maybe you go for reading to another class or art to another class but basically you're in Miss Gavin's class or Miss Schaefer's class or whatever yeah. for the entire day to when you have that schedule and a locker and you're changing classes and there are people who could knock your books out and you're walking down the Stack hall stack the locker very else, nicely you know, yeah so uh anyway and then there are parents out there who really celebrate this because the kids They're are, now on a schedule. Because the kids are out of the house, right. The problem with it is, is that with, the, with all of that, which I did celebrate, I used to get terrible anxiety about, um, you know, how they did in school. Like, uh, uh, too much. Like, I, uh, it's stupid. You're supposed to just love your kids, right? And, of course, I did do and did and do love my kids, but I remember logging on to check their grades. And the first week you're absolved, second week you're absolved, but about halfway through the semester, this starts, you start to, and uh, I remember uh, in school then there was something called NTIs, not turned ins. And I used to have this. I going to say this. I used to have this. I, <laughs> school, school term or STD? Right, exactly. I used to have this just churning in my stomach before I logged in to see how the kids were keeping up with stuff. Better that we shouldn't be able to log in, as it was always my view. Uh, and uh, But to churning in my stomach to log in and see if everything was turned in. Um, and uh, anyway, well, all of that has begun. All of that has begun, uh, and uh, Elvis week has begun, and golf week has begun. By the way, we got storms, it appears, out there right now. Like when I was driving in, was looked like it was... And I say this as a Yankee who's been mm-hmm. here for a while now, fixing to storm. Yeah, it definitely, like, the skies got dark pretty quickly, and uh, pretty quickly there was some rumbling. For golf week, highs, at least through the week, through the, the, the weekday part of the week, I just checked that part, highs of 90, 87, 89, 90, and 92. Listen, if the tournament's going to be, like, the second week in August, like, that's the best you can hope That's for. That's pretty damn good yeah. compared to last week when it was just ridiculous, scorching, 98s. Uh, here we have 90, 87, 89, 90, and 90.
too. So uh, anyway, big week for all kinds of reasons uh, as we begin to ramp up towards football too. Today on the show, uh, Parth is still in the in the Dominican Republic. Uh, and uh, so he's gracious enough to join us for a wrap from the Dominican Republic, uh, or as he likes to call it, the DR. Tigers went 2-1 and one in the Dominican Republic uh, as they won the two games against the select teams over the weekend, one uh, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin and one more comfortably last night. Um, we'll talk to Parth about all of that, uh, who looked good, uh, what we think of the team coming out of that trip, etc. I'll say this, though, Jeffrey. It didn't clarify a lot. <laughs> like, No, I think the only, the only thing to like watch heading into the season that kind of maybe has changed a little bit for me is it, do, am I putting Sharon Font on the I overlooked him category and that this guy could this guy could maybe be a much bigger contributor than I expected coming into the season? If you thought, as I did, that this is the most talented, deepest, most experienced team of, uh, of Penny's tenure, this trip confirmed that. If you thought that the one challenge would be establishing a pecking order, not that it can't be met, but that that would be the challenge, this trip also confirmed that. Because you had every game, you had different scorers emerging. Obviously, uh, game one was the Caleb Mills show, right? Yep. Uh, game... That then, that then, uh, game two, we had Jaquan Walton going off with 27. And then game three, Jordan Brown with 23. Uh, mixed in there, you had things like uh, JJ Taylor with 22 last night. JJ Taylor had scored five points before last night. You had Ashton Hardaway, who was, I think, one of seven or one of six in the first game. Double figures each of the last two games. Um, you had, as you pointed out, Carl Sharonfont, who we, I had never thought would be in the rotation, but looks like a real player. In fact, uh, Parth has a story about his really interesting path that I would urge you to read over the Daily Memphian, uh, and he has looked um, really good. And so even though... Like Jaquan Walton missed last night's game. Rick Stansberry missed last night's game. Bad Salmon was the uh, was the diagnosis. Jeffrey, mm, um, hate when that happens. I hate the bad salmon. Um, Caleb so, Mills. Caleb Mills. Mark, missed, as everybody knows, you know that Gulf that Gulf salmon is always the best salmon. Call, Caleb Mills, after scoring eighteen, um, the. Uh, the first game missed the next two with a unspecified injury, not bad salmon, uh, but unspecified injury. But anyway, so yeah, so and then uh, and then Jordan Brown, uh, Penny was nice and blunt. He said to me, he has to lose about fifteen or twenty pounds. We've all been there, Penny. That's a lot of pounds. Yeah, but I'd rather try to lose it playing being a college athlete. Yes, than, no, no, running up and down the court. Yeah. You sh- you'd think actually. Ten is not a lot of pounds for a man that large with this much Jeff, time. Jeff might as well be water weight, <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, but anyway, so yes, we had confirmation that they're good and that they're deep, and now they just got to figure out um, what the uh, what the pecking order will be. Plus, there's some roster uh, roster matters that have yet to be settled, and will be settled in part by what the answer. Yeah, we'd like an answer on DeAndre. We'd like an answer on DeAndre. Anyway, Parth is going to join us. Straight up, uh, I mean, in the next segment, then Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk to Chris about all manner of things. But did you see that Jaron Jackson Jr., the Athletic, did a straw poll of who has been the most impressive player uh, in Team USA through practices as they uh, are getting ready uh, to start that championship. And the number one player, as voted by his teammates, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, And so that's good news. And that was the only Team USA news of the weekend. And that was all we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. for the weekend. That is the Team USA. It's all you need to know about anything that Mm -hmm. has USA to do with it. Anyway. 
Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk to him about that and more. Parth and Chris. All right. I had a... Uh, How'd the race go? I had, Well, it was a ride, not See, a race. I, it was a ride, not a race. been very clear. Let's be very clear about that. Um, and we... Uh, Listen, I finished the race 62 miles, and so that was really nice, um, and uh, it was freaking hot and flat. In the Delta, really? In the, it was hot and flat in the Delta, but Claire and I both finished uh, without incident. The, um, the problem, though, I say problem, the freaking tragedy was there was a 26-year-old nurse from Alabama who was riding with her, she was riding on, she did, you could do different lengths. So she did the 62 mile. All right. And her husband did the 45 mile. And she's on a recumbent bike, which is the, one of those yeah. lower bikes, right? You know what they are? They look like, you see them from time to time. And she evidently fell behind her group. It looks like a lay flat. And she was hit from behind and died. Oh, God. Just awful. It's horrible. Now I didn't. We didn't find out about it till I was back in Memphis, and the stew. You know, this happened behind us. But it's just freaking devastating. Like you, 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 you had off on this, you know, fun adventure, and uh, your husband is taking a different path because he's not going to go as far. And then you got to track down the husband and tell him that his wife was killed because someone hit him from behind. And it's interesting to me. As was it a car or a it, bike? That it was hit? a car. No, it was a car. Okay. It was a car, truck slash car. I don't know. Going a pretty vehicle, fast. I guess. It is was what a I vehicle. Okay. I mean, these things happen on the roads. You can't close down seventy miles yeah. of roads for a race. And I, I don't like. I'm just gonna. I, I know that some of you get irritated when you see dorky cyclists on the side of the road. Um, I don't really understand that. Like they're just out there exercising and trying to enjoy the world and you're in a big ass car. Like I'm mostly in a big, usually in a big ass car in my minivan careening around and in steel and, and whatever else. Um, but they're incredibly vulnerable, incredibly vulnerable. And, um, and the real problem is, I mean, you get people who are on their phones and I don't know what happened here, but you can be on your phone. You can just let not, not people are very checked out driving. And, um, so like, I would just ask you, like, this is a freaking again, like if this had happened in Utah, it probably could have happened this, whatever, or in Arizona or somewhere, Seattle, Washington, I wouldn't necessarily be even taking note of it. Like people die on bicycles or wherever else of different tragedies all the time. Hell, some motorcyclists got killed in Memphis who were here for the, uh, for the big motorcycle rally last week. Um, so and I say this to myself because I'm not above being on my phone. But just be careful out there and, 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 and be mindful of cyclists because uh, this is just uh, devastating for everybody involved. So that was no good. And then I saw Barbie Saturday night, which I enjoyed, but I had a little bit of the, um, I had a little bit of the uh, expectation stuff. By this yeah. time, I'd heard way too much about Barbie, but I enjoyed it. And I certainly walked out of there feeling better than I did walking out of Oppenheimer. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a more upbeat movie, let's be honest. It also, by the way, is um, the fastest movie, well, at least the fastest Warner Brothers movie ever to a billion dollars. As um, Deathly Hallows, uh, the Harry Potter movie, took 19 days to get to a billion in box office, this took 17 days. There's only been 29 movies that have ever gotten to a million in box office. A billion. The, a billion, yeah, a billion in box office. This is the first one uh, directed by a woman, and it is absolutely going crazy still. $459 million in U.S. box office, and Saturday at Paradiso, it was filled uh, yet again. So, I enjoyed it, and uh, and otherwise had a fine weekend. How about you? Uh, yeah, this is like we're kind of coming down, down. We're kind of coming down the home stretch, and oh uh, we got the monitor set up. Um, that monitor's a little too smart. Like the thing can like move. Like I mean, the I monitor, yeah, can like, move yeah, to follow to track. Yeah, them. um, 
so yeah, I think I bet back when I was just sort of a <laughs> walkie talkie type the, of thing. the yeah, the those good old fashioned uh, yeah. like it's like a one way yeah you hear the baby. Um we got I don't know if I told you this, but um so Aaliyah when we've like been going shopping, Aaliyah when she's seeing like baby products, she would be like 11-year-old me if I went to, like, a vintage car show that's <laughs> right. like, look, there's a 72 Mura. Like, there's a there's the first right. Lambo ever made. And she's basically doing it like there's a stroller. Right. And uh, we got her work friends got her, I think it's called a Duna stroller. Okay. And apparently this is big. This big, is big, big news. Big news. Duna stroller. And so we're, we got that. That was, it brought her to big. tears. Oh, it brought her to tears. Correct. That's great. I think she That's barely funny. cried at our wedding, but, but that stroller, that stroller, like seeing that stroller was was big time. So, did that? Um, did you get up to watch? You have what? Did you get up? Brendan, did you get up to watch the I, other I, I thought, U.S. I, national team? I thought about it, and then I was like, I'm not setting my alarm for like 4 a.m. And I was proud of the decision because the if I would have gotten up at 4 a.m. to watch. Let's see, a hundred and twenty minutes or hundred and twenty plus minutes of, of soccer action with no score. I think I would have been very angry. We're going to talk more with. Uh, I watched the replay. We're going to talk more about the uh, about the the trip to the Dominican Republic with Parth here in just a little bit. Again, Chris Harrington straight up at twelve o'clock. We got to get the realignment stuff in a minute. But just on this women's national team, obviously a disappointment as uh, Sweden sends them home earliest exit ever as they uh, lose on penalty kicks in a it wasn't really controversial it was just kind of agonizing fashion as they needed replay uh, to tell if the uh, the ball had crossed the line and it had they lose five to four um, I'm no let's be honest I this is going to come a shock to you I'm no expert on what ails uh, U.S. women's soccer um I do know that scoring four goals in four games, three of which came against Vietnam, is not necessarily the way to do it. Um, Cindy Cohn-Parlow, who's head of mm-hmm. U.S. soccer and is former from, student of my mother, former student of your mother, a Memphian, she's going to have to figure this out. I will say this, though. I was at the Brass Door Friday for lunch, and Seamus, who mm-hmm. was the... Who is a soccer expert. Who is a soccer expert. He said to me, this is no surprise. And what he said was, the moment that they that you knew that Megan Rapinoe was going to be a significant part of this team, it, this is not slamming Megan Rapinoe, but she's old. At her age she's and, old. and her right. skill level, yes. She's old. Yeah. And, and honestly, we were talking about this in the context of Messi, too. Mm-hmm. Like, as good as Messi was... In Europe, at the end, the word was out. If you like, you could tackle like you can do things that you can do he, things to to right. slow him down that you had not been able to and do he, ever. And and it was wise of him to mm-hmm. come to the U.S. to go on a victory lap. Which, by the way, more goals. Yes, yesterday uh, he is now seven in four matches in the U.S. But is he's bad? But age is undefeated, and Megan Rapino is the moment. This was Seamus's analysis at lunch. Yeah. And I th- certainly thought about it uh, as I saw the result that uh, – that uh, They also seem to have, like along the same lines, they also seem to kind of have the Warriors issue this year where they have a crop of new younger players right. and then they have their known stars. Well, the known – like there seemed to be friction between those two groups. Um. Yeah, and and evidently, they, they, listen, they dominated the game against Sweden. Dominated the game, uh, and uh, at least according to possessions. Yeah, they dominated possession, but I think that's kind of what Sweden was but they're going not, for. They're not great at no, they can't score. And then their best player was like their best score was suspended. So uh, anyway, uh, we can always count on Simone Biles, mm-hmm. uh, who came back in resounding fashion. Uh, but I did want to um, did want to focus a little bit on. On realignment, Friday, as all of this was unfolding, and uh, there were stories that, hey, Oregon and Washington might well stay. Hey, not so fast on uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, et cetera. 
Jeffrey. Not so fast. Jeffrey, on the other side of the glass here, said. This doesn't pass the smell this test. This doesn't pass the smell test. This is all negotiations here. And sure enough, uh, when the dust settled, uh, by the time the smoke cleared, uh, it had all unfolded as predicted Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten and uh, Arizona, Arizona State and Utah to the Big 12 and uh, leaving orphaned Cal, Stanford, Oregon State and Washington State. Um, It is, before we get into what it means, what could be coming next and what it could mean for Memphis, it is once again a freaking travesty. Um, as you have the Pac-12, a 108-year-old conference, mm-hmm. which has real tradition and means something, just vaporized, just vaporized because of, yes, money. And so... Um, and poor leadership. Like, oh, no, no. Yeah. They, they botched it themselves, yeah. but... Behind all of it. Yes, Correct. someone was going to win and someone was going to lose, and they should have been one of the winners, and instead they're one of the losers. Correct. Let's be very clear about that. They s- botched it badly. But you're right, because of television but money. But the entire thing yes. is just driven by television, money, etc. Listen, as soon as the, was it 1984, the Supreme Court decision that allowed conferences to make their own the deals? The Georgia-Oklahoma, S- whatever it was. I think 83, let me double check. As soon as that Basically, it it started out at this land rush, and it's just astonishing. I mean, we've said it a million times. The same coaches, the same administrators that think it's just awful that players are allowed to jump for money are taking whole institutions, hundreds of years of tradition, and trashing it for money. And by the way, don't let them tell you that it is for the student-athlete. You know where the Rutgers volleyball team student-athlete is going to have to fly for Rutgers volleyball matches? Uh, To Eugene, Oregon. Well, and Seattle, Washington. How's that going to work? Yeah, and Seattle, Washington. Eugene's probably even tougher to get to. How, How would you feel about being a Rutgers volleyball player or whatever, any athlete, get on a plane for a road match in Eugene, Oregon, or vice versa. There are hundreds and hundreds of athletes who are totally screwed by this. It becomes miserable. And um, and just absolutely S-canning traditions, rivalries, all of that. It's pathetic. Yeah, it also does, I don't know, to me, like, when you start thinking about that, it makes you wonder... Is this part of is this not really part of the consideration because A, no one cares, or is it because in the end they think that football's gonna be its own thing and there's gonna be some more reorganization? Like in the end, Rutgers volleyball. If football peels off to be its own thing, the Rutgers volleyball team still has to play someone. They're gonna play the Big Ten. Yeah, but there's the thought that there's the thought that they'll pod it or something. They'll have, they'll have, either pod it or, you know, if they break off, like Rutgers volleyball could be playing like schools that are traditionally in the Big East. Like Big Ten just becomes so a football you, the thing. Big Ten is literally just a football conference, Correct. and every other sport reorganizes in different conferences. Correct. That there's that that's that. possible. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Not long ago, Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and State, and Washington State were just comfortably in a Power Five conference, just enjoying life in a Power Five with the largest TV deal conference. How do you know if you're Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Indiana or any other school that's just, let's be honest, lucky to be on the gravy train, Yep. and I'm not diminishing your tradition because it's a real tradition and all of that, but but so is, you know, they care about football at Oregon State too. 100%. How do you know your ass isn't going to be tossed out into the cold? I mean, this is the same conversation – that I had with my wife yesterday, she's like, well, you know, I, I'll always just, like, root for Ole Miss. Like, why do I care? I go, it's not this round. You're fine now. Right. But. At some point, if money, money, money drives everything, you're Ole Miss. You're not Ohio State. Why does Ohio State, like, why does Alabama or why did Georgia want to be giving money to you? I mean, I guess the argument would be they got to have somebody to play. they got to have somebody, but maybe they could just freaking play Ohio State. Yeah, but I, they're still going to have to have, like, in the end, yes. some, somebody's got to be the Jacksonville need, Jaguars. But how many do you need? 32 teams? Probably. 
All you need is 32 teams in this little professional league. How Correct. confident are you you're going to be one of the 32, Vanderbilt? I mean, that's that's the argument. Everyone's like, well, they're charter members. Like, they're not going to kick hey, out a charter member. It's like, I'm, Nobody gives a damn. I charter what, member. Member. I think what we learned is. <laughs> Nobody gives a damn, man. I mean, TV is going to organize it the way they want to. All right. So uh, what's next, Jeffrey? I think what is next is trying to figure out, does the Pac-12 merge with the Mountain West? Does the Pac-12 try to add? Does the Pac-12 dissolve? That seems to me, trying to figure out what's going to happen with those schools is next. Okay. Well, um, it's hard to imagine that they could woo the Mountain West, given that the, it's a $33 million exit fee, and 34. they don't have 34, and they don't have any money, any, they don't have a TV deal. Correct. So it's kind of hard to imagine that they're just going to crook their finger and say, hey, you want to be a power five? Well, and then, like, if you merge, like, that's the other thing. It's like, if you merge, okay, are you taking all of the Mountain West schools? Are you taking the ones that you want? Because at a certain point, like, well, then you're gonna if you don't if you don't take all of them like they're someone's gonna be owed money for the right. exact same reason that you're just talking about. Yet at the same time, it's like, well, if you just fold your schools into the Mountain West, like, are you just gonna do away with the Pac-12? Like, at this point in time, like they have an automatic bid. Like, are you going they to have an automatic bid at this point in time? Right. So are you just gonna like? Wouldn't think it's gonna last that long. I, well, that's the other thing. Like, I this all to me suggests that in two years. This Pac-12 idea that the college lose their automatic bid. Well, yeah. and that they're just going to rewrite the rules yeah, of the 100%, playoff. Hundred percent. So, um, one possibility would be a merger. One possibility would be expansion. Expansion that they try to add someone. Is there any universe in which you see Memphis being involved in this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that universe. The question is, is that that universe would look like what? And that universe looks like the Pac-12 sitting there going, all right, well, we're going to take the best of everything available, in which Memphis, I would presume, would be included in that. Everything available, including the Mountain West? Yeah. Or everything available outside of the Mountain West? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, so basically you form like the super, the super G5 conference, but the question for me is like, well, that league doesn't have a TV deal. It doesn't What's have that- a TV deal. What's the TV deal like? What's that TV deal look like? What does that mean for your school, you know, your other non-revenue sports traveling and and whatnot? Like, there's a, I mean, I think the reality is, it seems like. Would you, if you were Memphis, be interested in joining some big-ass Pac-12, quote-unquote, that has an Apple TV deal worth $9 million? No. I think if I'm Memphis, like I understand their the, current Apple TV deal that was offered to the Oregon Washington version was twenty three million guaranteed. Million. They're not getting that. So, but you might get there. Might be some Apple TV deal on the TV deal on the table. I mean, there, some. perhaps, but I still think that going to that league, like you're still in the same position where. Now you're just moving to another league where you're hoping someone else picks you up. Right. So to me, you're better off spending the next, I don't know, however. I mean, the other question is like. Unless unless people start leaving your league. Yeah. Then I you're still, not better off. I if, still if, think you're better off greasing the wheels and trying to position yourself with the ACC the best as possible. Right. The best at this point, really, if you're, you're saying what is the best solution, we're trying to imagine something for Memphis. It is the ACC falling apart. And uh, and catching on there somehow, right? With the remnants of the ACC, yes. that is the best. But the truth of the matter is, is that if that happens, who knows how many of the best ACC schools would be sucked up by the Big Ten or the SEC? Four. Well, that becomes the other Taking question. Off the top like, of that. Well, that becomes the other question. And then what's that? Is this a situation like? where the if the ACC loses, you know, four schools? Then you're sitting there in a situation like UCF, Cincinnati, Houston had with the Big 12. Okay, well, I would feel better about latching on to that, but what happens if you have a situation where, you know, eight schools leave the ACC and now you're sitting there looking at is the ACC in a Pac-12 situation right. where, you know what I mean? Like, and so are you joining that? I don't, I don't know. Like, but I still think your best ch- – if the goal is to quote-unquote move up I still think that is your best chance. But if others are fleeing 
the AAC, then you might like whatever. If if, if I'm I'm imagining some world yeah, whereby you're trying to game SMU, it out. Tulane, like whoever it is, whoever you think the best, who are the best schools, le- most attractive schools left in the AAC? <sighs> Probably Memphis, Tulane, SMU. You can make an argument for USF. But, I mean, we're kind of in that same territory right. where it's like. So if that group is, if the other three of those are heading off to the to the Pac-12, then you'd have to reevaluate, right? You're not making decisions by yourself because, in the end, it matters what you're left with. Yeah, I'm still, though, if I'm in this situation, I'm not trying to game this out in the sense that, okay, I'm if these people move, then I'm going to do this because when you start to do that, that's how you wind up in these. Like to me, like you have to. This is it's like look out for number one. Like you have to start gaming it out. What is the best path for us? Not what is the best because to me, the time to do what was best for everyone was when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big Twelve. The what was best for the AAC and for Memphis was to convince everybody we need to stay in this league. Let that league fall apart. And right. then we'll take the carcass. We'll do essentially what schools just did to the Pac-12. Instead, everybody, the Big 12 dangled, hey, look, we've still got some status. Everybody, they dangled right. that in front of and everybody, and everyone jumped. just jumped ship. Well, it's too bad. whole damn thing is too bad. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Chris Harrington straight up 10 o'clock. We'll get into this a little more in the second hour. We have a lot of other things to get to in the second hour as well. Did you see that wild fight in the Alabama boat dock? You didn't see that? Oh, my goodness. I'll show you that. Holy smokes. That video. Um, uh, But Parth is coming up next from the Dominican Republic. In the meantime, before that, I will tell you, storms are bearing down upon us. If a tree falls on your house, remember, 901-RESPOND. 901-RESPOND. It is Service Master by Cornerstone. Service Master's franchise of the year, meaning they're the number one Service Master franchise in the country. So whether it's storm damage, whether it's water damage, whether it's uh, smoke damage, mold, whatever it is, uh, they can help you out of your fix. They got an 800 number. I mean, uh, they got a 24-hour phone number that is available uh, uh, 24 hours a day, as, as, as most of them are. 901-RESPOND is the number to call uh, to, get, to get those folks. Um, they're locally owned. They're locally operated. Uh, and again, they can help you out uh, if you are in need of assistance. It is 901-RESPOND. It is Service Master by Cornerstone. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Parth Apadiai from the Dominican Republic. We'll do that next. Jeff Cockenshaw, 92.9 FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The NFL preseason gets underway in full later this week, which means football betting is back. But beware, betting the preseason can be a challenge. Most of the frontline starters don't play much, and teams aren't willing to pull out all the stops just to get a preseason win. So enjoy the games. Be smart when it comes to playing a side in the NFL preseason. The real action begins September 7th. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. If you're selling your house, I would call Josh Isaw. All these things he does, uh, including, well, you can you can fire me by text if you want. Well, who does that? You feel like with a lot of realtors, you're, you you sign something and then you're and then you're locked in. Or the incredible deal that they have, whereby he's so confident he's going to sell your house that if he doesn't sell your house within 45 days, he will either buy the house himself or step in and make the mortgage payments until the house sells. That's after 45 days. There's a house. Uh, one street over from me that's been on the market for a year. I swear to God, it's been on the market for a year. That will not happen if you sign up with Josh Hysel. So by all means, if you are thinking of selling your house, uh, call Josh today. Got more than 285 star Google reviews, so you don't have to take my word for it. You look him up at joshhysel.com or give him a call at 901-461-8147. That's 901-461-8147. Four seven. Boot Barn is committed to supporting those who uphold the Western way of life. Denim plays a major role as a robust material that holds strong in a rugged environment. Since 1947, the Wrangler Authentic Western jeans have brought long-lasting denim to all who embrace the cowboy lifestyle. Boot Barn is proud to support this bold legacy, one that's just as iconic now as it was then. Wrangler at Boot Barn. This your captain. Better buckle your seatbelts for this one. I saw my passport expired, so I went to Staples, got a passport photo lickety split. While I was there, I grabbed some tiny travel soap and shampoo. <laughs> I should have got some for my co-pilot. Just kidding, Brad. Staples has everything for travel. 10-minute passport photos, luggage, headphones, even personal travel items. And now at Staples, get $10 off your purchase of $30 or more when you buy a travel service. Staples, your first stop to nonstop travel. Ends 916. In-store only. Exclusions apply. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Hey, Carrie. Oh, is that a new phone? Yeah, I just got it at T-Mobile. Their Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same awesome phone deals as new customers. Nice. And when I want a new phone, I'll be upgrade ready in two years. I'm so jealous. I just found out I'm stuck with my carrier for the next three years to keep my phone deal. Three years? That's a seriously long time. Your kid will have started and finished middle school by then. Yeah, and he'll need a new phone. I gotta get to T-Mobile. With T-Mobile's Go 5G Plus, you get an amazing plan where new and existing customers always get the same great device deals and can upgrade every two years instead of three. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out more. Get two-year device financing with Go 5G Plus, unlike some carriers that require three years to get their best phone offers. Coverage not available in some areas. See details at T-Mobile.com. The legend of Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken. The fire of roasted corn. The crunch of tortilla strips. The kick of Southwest Ranch. That's right, y'all. You better saddle up because the Southwest salad is back for a limited time. And as always, it's not for the faint of flavor. So order the Southwest salad in the Zaxby's Rewards app while it's still on the horizon. Woo, saucy! 
Zaxby's. Are you looking for a homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-7283 on the web, Rook Insurance. Your window into affordable luxury is Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis. At Pella, we offer quality replacement windows at any budget. I can't believe the price of my new windows. They were so affordable. If I knew I could afford windows and doors as gorgeous as these, I would have chosen Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis years ago. Right now, save 25% on your entire project or get 50% off installation. The highest quality, the greatest value. Choose Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis, your window into affordable luxury. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shot Nurse can help with Lipo B12 injections, increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster, packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. The Shot Nurse. It's time for back to school again. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. And we have all the New Balance shoes and apparel your kids need to keep them at their best this fall. We have the largest selection of New Balance shoes in Memphis. And our fit specialists are trained in measuring growing feet. At the New Balance Memphis store, you'll get the perfect fit every time. Get ready for back to school now by shopping with us at the New Balance Memphis store, located on Germantown Parkway behind the Outback Steakhouse. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined uh, for the last time from the Dominican Republic, I believe anyway, uh, Partha Padiak from the Daily Memphian, who's been covering the uh, trip of the Memphis Tigers and uh, is packing and avoiding the salmon, I guess. Parth, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Definitely avoiding the salmon, that's for sure. How has the food been? It's been good. It's been good. Um, there's like 24 restaurants on this resort. Um, I've kind of stuck to like two or three just cause they're, you know, they're close. Um, and I've been able to work a little bit while eating, but man, the, the food's been great. All right. Food's been great. Uh, basketball seemed like it has been interesting as well. So here we are, they're two and one, three games, uh, done and they're, uh, in the books. What are your biggest takeaways from this trip? Yeah, this team's going to be, you know, elite offensively. I think we've seen that throughout three games. You know, in all three games, there's a different leading score, right? Like first game, Caleb Mills is 18. Then Jaquan Walton has 27. Yesterday, Jordan Brown goes off for 23. So you kind of see that, you know, depending on matchups that uh, even throughout the season, it can be anybody's night, right? Like in any game. Defensively, uh, obviously, there needs to be some some work done. And I think, you know, Penny talked about that after the second game, just that, you know, four of those guys got there, what, 11 days ago? So they haven't had a chance to kind of get together and, you know, implement defensive schemes and be on the same page in that regard. Um, so I think that, you know, should be cleaned up in, in the future. But uh, the offensive potential is is insane. Do you think um, that they like, – like they took a step back defensively last year, honestly. Do you think they have the stuff on this team to be an elite defensive team? Yeah, I think that's the biggest question, right? Like without T. Leonard in the mix, they don't have that guy, that that kind of ball stopper. Um, and even last year, you know, you say they took a step back, um, but Alo, you know, they had they had a guy like Alex Lomax who was kind of like a defensive back uh, back there, jumping passing lanes um, and such. You know, on paper, they don't seem to to have that sort of player this year, but I think they do have you know the talent and athleticism. So um, if they can kind of put those things together, then um, they should, they should be in decent shape regardless. All right. So the, as you point out, different leading score every night. 
Um, and then on top of it, I mean, you had the freshmen showing out at various times. J.J. Taylor last night with 22. Ashton Hardaway, who had a wasn't didn't hit shots in his first game, but was in double figures each of the next two. Carl Scherenfront, who we're going to get to in a minute, uh, looked good throughout. And then you've got. Kayla Mills, you got Jaquan Walton, you've got Jordan Brown, you've got uh, Javon <laughs> Quinterly, at, and then the, and then there are the guys uh, who are playing. You know, Dave Jones playing for uh, the Dominican Republic, who's not even there. DeAndre, like this is obviously a great thing, but it also it is also the biggest challenge for this team, isn't it? Because when you say, "Well, on any given day, there can be a best," well, that's not always good. You want to know what the order of things is a little bit. No, for sure. I mean, obviously, like there's that old saying, right? There's one basketball. Um, this team has several bucket getters. So I think we'll have to figure out kind of that hierarchy. Just talking to some of the guys, though, it seems like, you know, they, I guess they realize, right, like who their leader is. Javon Quinterly and Caleb Mills are kind of um, the guys on the team in terms of not only on the court, but off the court leadership. You know, I spoke to Javon, um, I think it was Saturday night at length, and he was telling me that him and you know, him and Jordan Brown had a conversation earlier that day. And Jordan was like, hey, man, like, you've been where we want to go. You know, Quinter Lee went to the Sweet 16. Uh, two of his three years at Alabama was a, you know, was a crucial part of those runs. So I think the guys kind of have an idea of who they're looking toward, you know, if, if that kind of makes sense. But you're absolutely right. Like, that um, kind of hierarchy will need to be figured out. And, you know, who gets what shots on any given night will also need to be figured out. All right. Do this for me, then. Um I'm, let's say there is a uh, let's say there is a nine man. There won't be because that's not how Penny does it, right? <laughs> this is just not how Penny does it. He's going to throw out different lineups all the time. He'll have hockey changes, line changes, etc. <laughs> but let's just say you're in the NCAA tournament and you've got a nine man rotation. Okay, nine central players who who are playing. So you got your starting five, and then you got four guys off the bench who are playing really meaningful roles every given night. Who are sure. they? Yeah, I think it obviously First, give me the five starters. That waiver. First, you know, we're, we're saying he, we're, we're assuming he gets the waiver. We're assuming he gets okay. the waiver. Everybody's healthy. No Mikey. Okay. That's what we're assuming for sure. the purposes of this. Right. So argument. starting five, um, you know, is Javon Quinterly right at the one Caleb Mills playing off ball. Um, I'd start Jaquan Walton, Jaquan Walton, excuse me, uh, based on what we've seen so far. Um, and just his potential to to be an efficient scorer, right? So start him at the three, DeAndre at the four, Jordan, Jordan Brown at the five, and then off the bench you've got, you know, David Jones is like a super sixth man. You've got um, Nick Jordan, who, who's looked like a, you know, a starting caliber big, starting yeah. caliber forward. Um, and then Jalen Young is a backup point guard, and uh, Jaden Hardaway is, is still there. Um, so I think that's your nine. That's your nine right there. We obviously haven't seen Jalen Young Jaden Hardaway did start Friday night. Now, I predicted he would start a game, but I predicted a regular season game, and so you and I parted ways there, but he started. That was fr- different, though. I know, I know. Some- I'm not claiming victory. I'm not, I don't get to claim victory from Friday night. I'm not claiming not victory yet. from Friday night. Not yet. But that leaves out, so that leaves out certainly all the freshmen. And uh, and it brings us to – um, Carl Scharenfant, who you wrote about, who probably, I guess, would you say consistently the most impressive freshman down there? Oh, absolutely. Just his comfortability on the court, um, you know, blending in from an athletic standpoint and not just scoring the basketball, but finding a way to be at the right place at the right time. You know, if that makes sense, the guy's 6'5". Like, he's not like a 6'8", 6'9", 6'10 guy, but he's, you know, he's in the paint bodying big men out of, out of there and grabbing rebounds. Um, and you... We're able to talk with him um, and also talk to his high school coach. Has an interesting story. It's funny. Like, he's not highly touted compared to other freshmen necessarily on this no. team. But still, a, a, a very well-regarded high school recruit out of Florida. Um, what did you discover about him? Yeah, I mean, his his background obviously ha- has molded him. You know, I kind of asked him, like, you know, you, you play with this this fire, right? Like you play with a chip on your shoulder and you're you're gritty and you're tough. Like, you know, was there something that, you know, in your in your life or your upbringing that kind of molded that? And he told me this story about, you know, growing up in in South Florida in Pompano Beach. Um, Pompano, Pompano Beach. 
It's Pompano Beach. I only can <laughs> I happen to know that because I live down there. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I gotcha. Um, yeah. So growing up in Pompano Beach, excuse me, um, kind of in a, in a rough area, you know, with a, with a single mother and, and two siblings and, um, you know, his parents are. are where, um, where did they immigrate from? Here. You said they immigrated from Haiti. From Haiti. From Haiti. Okay. Yeah, which is it's funny. It's the neighboring country, the DR, and um, Carl had actually been to the Dominican Republic twice, you know, before this trip. So he, you know, he was familiar with the area and whatnot. Um, but yeah, his mother and father immigrated to the um, to the United States four years before he was born. But when he was five, you know, his dad was just out of the picture suddenly, um, and for for years, Carl had no idea why. You know, his, his mother never explained it um, to kind of protect her son. Uh, his other family never gave him a clear answer. He never got clarity as to why his dad was no longer there in his life. Um, but when he got to high school, you know, he was kind of searching for those answers. And eventually, you know, he, he found out that, um, you know, he had, he has two siblings that he had never heard of, never, never knew about, you know, in the Bahamas. So his dad was kind of living this, uh, I guess, separate life, you know, if you will, he had another family in the Bahamas. And, you know, once that was discovered, once his mother discovered that they, they split, um, when he was five years old and um that that's kind of what Amazing. molded him right like does he that, has that he been in contact of, uh, is he now in contact with his dad has he been in contact with his dad he he has but they they don't speak too often and they don't really have a kind of a tight-knit relationship right if you will um something i thought was interesting was you know he doesn't really kind of harbor resentment you know toward his dad right uh you know despite what happened um and in fact he talked to me about kind of you know thinking about his siblings, like wanting to meet them. He's debated whether he should reach out or how he should reach out. Um, cause he wants to kind of build that relationship. You know, he told me like, you know, no matter, you know, no matter what happened, no matter, um, no matter how they came to be like, that's his blood, right? Like right. those are his, those are his siblings. Fascinating tale. Uh, you can read uh, Parth's piece over at the daily Memphian. Uh, I've tweeted it out. And of course, follow Parth on Twitter and, uh, you can read it. Uh, over there, he tweeted it out as well. Um, in terms of his mom, so there she is. She's left as a single mom, and as you reported in this story, did not really speak English. And I, I was really struck. It's funny. It's the first day of school here in uh, Shelby County. I was really struck when he said that she never – and it, 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 it's not because she didn't love him, obviously. It's just she was – you know, an immigrant in, an, in a new country trying to figure it out, working two or three jobs. He said there was no one who ever asked him, you know, do you have homework tonight or how are your grades or any of that? And he just had to figure it out on his own. No, absolutely. Like, you know, he told me that when he would come back from school, like his mom would, wouldn't even be home, you know, most of the time because she was juggling two or three jobs. Like, you know, even as a, as a kid in elementary and middle school, like he had to you know, push himself, right? Like to, to do his own homework, to, to be on top of his grades and everything else. Like, you know, I think a lot of us, like even, you know, my, myself, right? Like my mom or my dad at, at a young age would sit down with me and help me with my math homework or my um, spelling test or whatever it may be. Um, you kind of had that help and assistance, you know, as a kid, because you're, you know, eight, nine years no, old. You're not, no, you want to, really well, it's also you, just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of indicating that the stuff is important, right? That's the other thing. It's it's if your parents exactly. are in, in, engaged in it. So really fascinating. Do you think he is caught? I mean, I'm sure Penny's saying, listen, I knew he was good, et cetera. But do you think he's caught the staff by surprise? Like, I don't know how much they plan for him to play this year. Yeah, I definitely think a little bit. You know, Penny said that, and you know, I asked Penny about this on, on Friday after the exhibition, like, you know, did – you know, did Carl surprise you, right? Like you, you know, you signed guys like Mikey Williams, who was a five-star at that time. And obviously he, you know, may, may or may not be on campus, but that's a different story. Um, JJ Taylor was highly touted. His son, you know, Ashton Hardaway was a, was almost a top 100 guy. Um, and, you know, he kind of said that, you know, like the cliche coach speak answer that, you know, we knew who Carl was, right. we knew what he could bring to the team. But, you know, I thought something that was telling um, was the fact that Penny also said, hey, this guy's going to make it hard for us in terms of, you know, having to having to play him quite frankly because he's played so well and he's looked so comfortable out there um you know you've got eight guys who have transferred in a uh, majority of them you know are going to see sizable minutes and are going to be a part of that that kind of core rotation you've got Jaden Hardaway so where does Carl kind of fit in 
I think maybe as that 10th or 11th guy, right, as that kind of spark plug off the bench um, or that insurance piece, you know, should somebody get injured or um, somebody's out for whatever reason. So I well, think that's, that's going to be a challenge for the staff because of, of how good he's looked. Yeah, there are injuries, obviously. I did like Penny's bluntness when it comes to Jordan Brown. Uh, to me, he has to, as you quoted him in your piece saying, to me, he has to lose about 15 or 20 pounds. That's pretty blunt. Um, any yeah, thoughts? I thought so too. I was like, wow, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Penny doesn't, Penny does not beat around the bush. She never has. Uh, any thoughts no, on whether Malco's going to join this enterprise? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one, right? Malco's um, whole portal journey has been so interesting. You know, usually these national guys have an idea or, or a pulse as to, you know, which way this, um, which way players are leaning. You know, somebody in early July um, over on the St. Louis side told me that it was pretty much a done deal um, with him in St. Louis that they were working out some NIL figures. Um, and this is back in like first week of July, so July 3rd or 4th. And this person told me that, you know, Malcolm uh, was going to announce in a, in a week or two. Uh, obviously that, that, you know, that hasn't happened, right? Um, and things seem to have opened back up in terms of Memphis now, you know, being very much in the mix. I think he reported to um, to John Rodstein or one of those national guys that Gonzaga has reached out recently. Yep. So, so it's really fascinating. Again. You know, we asked Penny about it. Uh, I believe it was Friday after Friday's exhibition. And he said that um, I, I asked basically, you know, where do things stand with Malcolm? Right. And he said it um, in a way that was fascinating. He said that things stand in a really good spot. And he said it twice, right? Um, and he also mentioned that when they get back to Memphis, he was going to have a conversation with Malcolm and kind of reassess the situation. But, um, you know, just reading between the lines, it seems like Penny feels there's a good chance that Malcolm could be back. Amazing. Uh, by the way, um, has there been any talk of the conference realignment stuff down there? It feels like Memphis basketball is going to be Memphis basketball in wherever right. wherever it exists. It's going to, you know – it's based on its tradition and the interest here and on Penny and everything else. And so it'll do what it does, whatever conference Memphis is in. And so I imagine there's much less conversation about it than, uh, than for example, with a football program. But has it, has it come up at all, or does Penny just like he's just going to – he'll try to win wherever the hell he is? No, honestly, this might, you know, it's probably like honest reporters for not asking it, but, you know, it, it never came up post game. It never came up in other availabilities. You know, we've been kind of talking about, you know, obviously this right, team and, and, and the guys and the pieces and that kind of thing. Before they departed, you know, for the DR, um, I think it was a day or two before when he had that last availability, somebody had asked him then, you know, how he felt about, you know, Memphis being stuck, right, so to speak, in this AAC, this watered down AAC. And he said that, kind of gave the answer that people would expect. Um, and kind of said that, you know, he is going to do his best to build the most competitive non-conference schedule he can. So to him, it doesn't matter, right? Like if they're right. if they're in the Big 12 or if they're in the Pac-12 or if they stay in this um, American Athletic Conference. Uh, all right. Safe travels back. Um, are you going to you're not you're not tempted to stay? Man, it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> but no, no, I think I think I'm ready to get back. Um, it is very, very hot here like it's more hot and more humid than memphis which is saying something every time i step out of my room i feel like i need a shower 10 right. minutes later well so. it was like that a Definitely little bit last week but this week is a little cooler you'll be coming back to 90 92 as opposed to 98 so safe travels you've been awfully gracious to do this uh parth we appreciate it no i appreciate y'all thank you yeah, thanks Parth from the daily Memphian. uh you can read his story on carl sharon font uh over how powerful is cox internet Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.